Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me here in every episode in what has to be called officially Roanoke's number one podcast. Ayo! Ayo, Ben. The results are in the Roanoker magazine, which has done its best to avoid us <laughs> for what feels like years now, could no longer stop the tide of the little kernels because the issue is out and uh, the results are in and Popcorn Culture is in fact the number one podcast in Roanoke. And and on top of that, you and I, the Super Carlin Brothers main channel, have been declared Roanoke's number one influencers. Yes. Boom. I have to tell Take you. Take that, Roanoker. This was two full years in the making, you know? Because I, yeah. I just, yes. I, I could not believe I do know. how much it took to get to this day. And I was so, <laughs> I was so excited. It was just like, it was finally, we've made it. Mm-hmm. Our name is in print. We've, it's happened. We are officially an award-winning podcast. We are officially an award-winning podcast. Not only that, dare I say, I just want to give a round of applause to our entire family. Because whilst you and I are the number one platinum level podcast here Woo! in Roanoke, it has to be said that Ethan, the editor, and our younger brother's podcast came in second. <laughs> came in second with a, with a firm gold. With a firm gold, which normally is first place, but not today. Today, platinum is first. So congrats to Bacon and Eggs. Our dad, I think, won some sort of best anchor award. Yes, best best news anchor best in the valley. Best news anchor in the valley. Pretty typical, pretty typical. Um, the SPCA, where our mom works, uh, got some sort of like best place to donate to. <laughs> I think that was the category. It was, I think, something like that. Um, um, your wife. 
got like best bridal shop in the area, which was actually huge. Um, yeah. That was like a big deal. Uh, honestly, out of all of these, well, our dad's is, is pretty significant as well. But like Allie forbade me forbode for I was foreboding to to ask the the like little colonel community uh you know the the super carlin brothers fans out there and everything to vote for her shop mm-hmm. because there is um what i would almost call like a very friendly rivalry uh in our area amongst her shop and another shop uh that are that are probably like the top two mm-hmm. and they do like alice speak so highly of this other shop like yeah. it's, it's definitely like a friendly thing yeah. um but like like ali's version of it is the like consignment uh sort of like close out version and like can fit more like a budget conscious bride mm-hmm. and like the other one is it's called studio i do and they are more like your like luxury bridal experience right like, like maybe like what you've seen on like like a tv show or something mm-hmm. um but so alice was like you cannot ask people to vote her shop is called the newfangled bride uh you cannot ask well, people to now vote. people are gonna <laughs> well i figure at this point you now poison the well for next year well it, it's a for one it's a long ways out i feel comfortable talking about it now if it happens to be january of like 2023 when you're listening to this then i'm just going to go ahead and say you can vote for the newfangled bride for best bridal shop because alice has won it on her own merits already now we may as well just flood it (laughs) (laughs) now we may as well secure it (laughs) well what has happened is that she has proven that she can earn it without uh without any like outside influence or anything right. like that which the other thing too that i would say is that alley shop is awesome and that i have a feeling that if any of the little colonels did find themselves in need of a bridal gown mm-hmm. and went there my suspicion is that they would all have a perfectly pleasant if not uh like very platinum level experience platinum level experience exactly thank you for not unlike what you're listening to right now <laughs> i know i know like the people at home right now are just like my ears are just ringing with they're platinum. just wow it just the sound of platinum is so good ben do you know do you know do i know do you know do i know that in order to celebrate this glorious occasion i have i have a bit of an element of surprise for you did you do it i have done a thing <laughs> did you hold on hold on have you been holding on to this all day? All day, Ben. All month, even you might say. <laughs> okay, I am. Okay. I am presently guffawed. Guffawed be- because I believe I know where this is going. Yeah, I think you probably do. And I was like, I, I could. I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why this happened. Mm-hmm. Like this is very confusing. And are you about to tell me that you were the mastermind? That's me. <laughs> so I, what, Ben? Jay, yeah. I love you. <laughs> I have been planning this for so long, and I cannot believe how close it came to, to so to getting ruined. Um, but yes, so uh, last month we found out the results of the Roanoke about a month ago okay. that we were going to um, that we were going to win a first place, and it was so exciting. So what I did was I secretly went to uh, the billboard company in town and purchased billboard space for popcorn culture to promote the fact that we are Roanoke's number one podcast. This is the most incredible thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And yeah, I have been, I have been like checking in with, with the Lamar, the billboard company. Um, I got, I made, I, it, Oh, I came so close to disaster on several occasions because I had saved uh, the billboard in the popcorn culture folder 
on the drive where I was positive you almost never visited <laughs> on your daily workflow. But one day you were in fact like clicking around looking for some headshots from the pop. And I was like, oh no, you're going to see the billboard folder. <laughs> yes, that, that, you're, you're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. That like, would have been a, that would have been a space. It for would. It. Yeah. Although with no context, I don't know that I would have pieced it together. Ah, well, okay. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I'm sure I would have seen it and been like, I don't know why like this is probably just the name of a file or something. Right. Yeah. So you know? anyway, from then on, I deleted it from the drive and it just lived on my desktop for a long time. Oh, smart. smart yeah. Smart, smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had, there was the potential to, I saw that, um, the day the issue was supposed to come out was today and that, oh, I was like, this is a Monday morning. So this will be good so that I can, um, have it start running on Monday morning. And then I'll be able to say like, as of today, while we're recording, it's live. Okay. Um, so it's actually been running since midnight. And I was like, you know, Ben doesn't drive past this billboard, so it's not really going to be a problem. He's not going to see it on the way to work or anything. It also occurred to me, though, that being a billboard, many people will see it, even if it's just for a few hours between the start of the day and recording. And sure enough, our trainer, Gabriel, drove past it and saw it and immediately texted like, whoa, you guys are on a billboard. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is the thing too, is that like, I was like, so the, the, the brief backstory for the folks at home is that when Jay and I started super Carlin brothers in 2012, we were living in a rental house together in Salem, Virginia. And in, in the basement of that house, we attached like a giant piece of like whiteboard to the wall where we were going to write every video topic for the first year of super Carlin brothers on it. Right. And also like just other like goals or like inside jokes that developed or or like whatever the case may be whatever just, the case was yeah like we had this very <laughs> like it became apparent to us quickly that coming up with the number of ideas required to fill a year's worth of weekday videos was a lot so we just had this like blanket rule that there are no bad ideas if you think of it just put it on the board right if you don't use it that's okay it's there and it's to encourage you to always be writing down your ideas exactly yeah. yep and so but like one of the one of the very first goals we had ever 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 set for Super Carlin Brothers was to be on a billboard. To be on a billboard. And I'm going to show, I, I stopped by this morning because I knew it was up. <laughs> so Gabriel was texting about it. I was like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, yeah, and I had no idea. I was like, yeah. what did like the Roanoker magazine do this without telling us? I, like, yeah. What a weird thing to do. Uh, can I tell you that everyone in the office also knows as well? <laughs> you're just no, kidding me I right now. I'm not kidding you. They all knew. And I was like, so you, you like went home before you came to the office from the gym today. So I had like a chance to tell everyone and like there's a solid chance that Ben is going to ask you and be like, whoa, it turns out we're on a billboard or something. So just like act dumb. <laughs> 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 and like the story is like, it must have been like the Roanoke or something because it's it says number one billboard, number one podcast on it. So I'm going to show you what it looks like <gasps> right now. Kablam. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. Oh my Gosh, I want to give, take a picture in front of it. I know. I should have put in the picture. What was I you, thinking? You should have been in the picture. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! You can like cancel my birthday and Christmas and Boom. everything this year. Like that is all I want. Like oh. that was that is the coolest thing anybody has ever done. Yeah. So I I chose. It's a digital billboard, so it's part of like a slideshow. It's not static. Um, we share it with like other people as well, but it shows up. Um, every few slides or so. And I chose specifically the billboard that I drive home past the most. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I have no issues with this at all. Yeah. It's also, <laughs> it's like, it's a billboard that I would have chosen. It's a very high traffic billboard 
for sure. And I suspect people will be texting us about it soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Especially, I think it's it's, it's it's an especially good on your way home billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So it's like a good 5 p.m. one big high traffic area. Man, this whole time, and that, that's like, that's such a good one too. And like you used to design billboards when you were working at mm-hmm. the Berglund Center back in, in the fact, day. In fact, this it turns out that since I've worked there, this billboard has become one of the billboards they use. So they're promoting stuff on the same one. <laughs> no way. <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> so smallest world i know <laughs> but but here's the thing is that um when when i had when i had heard word uh this morning like from from gabriel and i had no context to figure out like w- like how or why this has come to pass i have to tell you that i was like medium deflated because i was like like this is almost like a box has been checked that has been unchecked in my life for 10 years. So we are literally one month away from the 10 year anniversary of super Carlin brothers. It's a long time. Um, and so this has been like this, like really big. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I describe it as big, but like it is something that we could have done for a long time, but it felt like we needed like a reason. Yeah. Like, it, like it needed, it couldn't just be like a, like just go, exactly just go do exactly it. i was like this is it's it's one it's it felt like a genuine reason and i could put like a real thing on there that's it because if you to to describe it for you if you're listening you should be able to see a thumbnail of popcorn culture wherever you're listening on it should be a picture of me and ben if it's still a picture of the logo then complain to apple because i think that's the only one that's not <laughs> updating appropriately <laughs> right spotify, on spotify is on it yeah it should be that picture with the popcorn culture logo and then beneath it it's says Roanoke's number one podcast and then it like just lists our names next to it uh next to each other as well and it's like that's like a real thing I can put up there also it's a bit of a joke to like just between like us and the Roanoker I feel like it, it is it absolutely is well and so that that's what I was gonna say though is that like if because I I know that like last year when we when we made our first stab at being in the Roanoker magazine, mm-hmm. they sent out like this like very excited email about how they had these like absolute like record number, record shattering yeah. votes. And I was like, I was like, I have a feeling I know why. Yeah. Um, because like we we definitely like rallied the troops on it. We made a big deal out of it and everything. And and like wires got crossed and like there was some confusion. Like ultimately, like nothing really like came from it. Uh, the first year, but like, th- like the idea then that maybe like almost in my head, I was like, did they choose this? Because like maybe on a per capita, like uh basis, like did like best podcast in Roanoke, for example, have like thousands of votes compared to many of the other categories for like, say best spray tan salon. If you get that, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, if you get that joke, um, uh, <coughs> like, could it have been that they were like, okay, well, this was like the most voted for thing. So like, we'll put that on the, uh, you know, like on the billboard or whatever. And so I was, I was slightly crestfallen when I got the text from Gabriel this morning, because I was like, you know, I was like, I didn't know that it was coming. And like, I didn't have like any say in like what they, like the, what they chose. <laughs> right. And like, so, like, if this was going to be true, like that the Roanoke had put it up without asking us, it would have meant one that they didn't ask us and that they had found pictures of us and put together the whole thing without 
consulting us at all. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, without like you know running it past us. And I was like, you know, when it comes to like, I, I am always very impressed with like your graphic, like you know, uh, generating abilities, the thumbnails on the channel. Mm-hmm. That's like all Jay's forte. Like that's his corner. And, um, you know, so it's the type of thing where like, I would trust Jay yeah. you know, to, to do it, to have built this graphic. But I don't know if I trust some, someone who didn't even consult me about putting my face on a billboard. Right. But I do trust you not consulting me and no. putting my face on a billboard. Yeah. I just, yeah so, so excellent. I am so happy. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is the best element of surprise that has ever happened. Yes. Um, so now <laughs> I, I can't wait to go and take a picture in front of it. I know. It's very and exciting. So, yeah, because here's the other thing too. So like, like the all of the Roanoke mag- magazine thing even started because when we were kids, our dad was like on the cover, and there was like a whole like piece. We were technically in the Roanoke magazine. That's true. It was because like a picture of us as yeah. kids, yeah. Um, but like, I think that that was sort of like where the aspiration like was was born from. It was like, well, like dad did that. But the other thing is that because dad was a local newscaster, and you know, it's a big deal and everything for our area, like where we live, uh, is that. Pretty much, it has not been uncommon for his face to be on billboards, you know, like on on the main interstate that comes through Roanoke. Like, you know, you 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 would previously pass a billboard of our dad, look up and see like the Roanoke Star on top of Mill Mountain. You right. know, it's like it was like one of the most iconic spots, right? You know, but uh, I don't know. It's just it's like a funny, cool thing that I feel like it's like that our family has sort of I don't know. <laughs> We've infiltrated. We've infiltrated. So there we go. Now we're, <laughs> we have a billboard. It's up. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I have a question for you because yeah. I know in the same proximity, one of your childhood best friends is now a local realtor. Yeah. Is his still up? Cause his is, is gone. His is gone. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that would have been so funny because your like elementary school class that you guys were in together would be oddly promoted in yeah. this one corner of like, Roanoke. Man, what was happening in that class? They, they, I think they would have been like sequential billboards. Oh my gosh. Had it been uh, the case. Yeah. The, the billboard space he occupied was the one you'd have seen just before this one. Wow. So. That would have been that would have been pretty funny. He's down. As it were, a different realtor friend of mine is also on the rotation on the exact same board we're on. Amazing. So that's kind of funny. I could see like, hey, there's there's my buddy Thomas. And then it flips over and it's like, hey, there's us. I feel like I feel like we are we are promoting Roanoke so well right now. Basically, here's Basically. the premise. Move to Roanoke, be on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is a great. You can do it. You don't even have to move here, honestly. You can just reach out to the billboard company here. You can just upload remotely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine if just Roanoke got taken over by billboards of (laughs) people from the popcorn culture community all just putting up, like, like just having a picture of themselves with the popcorn culture logo next to it or something? Here's what we... We should reverse it, Ben. Okay. And that we should find other other locales across the country... (laughs) That have like cheap billboard space and just put the same thing up that says Roanoke, Virginia's number one podcast. <laughs> yes. Where? Okay. I don't know how we can pull this, but I am curious. I wonder if I, I, I don't, hopefully I'm not adding too much work to our load here, but I would be curious if we could poll just within the continental U.S. Uh, where the, the highest concentration of pop listeners mm. might exist we need yeah we are going to need to put a survey somewhere to, to we would need a survey and then like i wonder like if within that we could then like even get like a little more granular and figure out like where the best possible location yeah would would be for 
a billboard to promote Roanoke, Virginia's <laughs> number of people. Could, everyone else would drive past it. This would be a joke for like 15 people in that town. Oh, I know. Everyone else would be like, who? Can, everyone in Wyoming's like, why? Why is there a billboard for Roanoke, Virginia? It would actually be very funny because I know there are other Roanokes. Even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you know, I don't know, Roanoke, Washington. Oh, yeah, something. right. Yeah. Just like, just still put it Roanoke's number one podcast. Oh, my God. And then gosh. people would be like, wait, what? And then they'd look it up and be like, different Roanoke. Different. Oh. And, and then we could leave them to wonder, like, did they make a mistake? Like, is the state code for Washington WA? Yeah. Because for Virginia's VA, VA. <laughs> you know, it's like, you put too many V's. Yeah. Like, whoops. Oh, man. That's uh, really funny. Oh, the possibilities. The Yes. Indeed. Okay. So, I not that this isn't the most fun conversation we've ever had on the pop <laughs> ever, and I could talk about it for a full hour. I do think that it can like tangent nicely into one of my pop topics. Oh, okay. For the day, if if I have permission to press forth. By all means. Do you feel satisfactorily appreciated for <laughs> the most generous and awesome thing you've ever done? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we're good. You okay. Can, we can move we can Move forward. Okay, okay. So um, it, it, it's kind of interesting that this particular thing comes up because this is like a um, like a like a life goal that I've uh, that I've like wanted for quite some time, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like now it now it has been done. Now I can put the check mark on my bucket list and and feel like yes, boom, we did it. So my question is, what happens to your motivation? If you accomplish your life's goal and it ah. is just complete. So I, I have a personal experience with this that I talked to my wife, Alice, about over the weekend quite a bit. The more like uh, broad sped example that I can give would be like, let's say as like a little kid, your aspiration was to climb Everest and like everything you did from, you know, age five through I don't know what the most proper age is. I'm going to go with 45 uh, to climb Everest. And, and you get to that stage and like you've been like building for this and you've been practicing and training and doing like all these different things. And you have finally climbed the tallest mountain on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. Mm-hmm. And you can't climb a taller mountain. <clears throat> sure. D- does that bring supreme satisfaction which of course it would yes <laughs> you've just climbed everest <laughs> yeah that is an accolade that you get to wear every single day for the rest of your life it's like being like an olympic gold medalist or mm-hmm. something it's like you like you never don't have that accolade right um however the question would be how much does this change about like your outlook going forward because you have now successfully completed like the biggest and most important goal of your life for just about as far into the foreseeable past as possible. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like, if you were to have accomplished such a goal that you would like, like, is there, is this almost like the, um, like the journey is the destination Mm -hmm. type of thing? Like, like what happens when the destination is done? I think it is exactly a, yeah, a, a, the journey is the destination sort of thing. I think there, there could be some like, like, um, like an absence of a specific goal, like, like a void or something. But I don't, I, I imagine you remain happy because it's like no one, especially with the goal, like for example, climbing Mount Everest, like no one's getting to the top of Everest on a lark. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. No one just was like, you know what? I'm thinking like 
next summer, we just do it. We just like summit Everest, like without preparation. There is like to getting to the top. To I mean, not that I, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have the money and are like, hey, yeah, let's just do it. We'll just we'll just pay people basically to carry me to the top or whatever. Sure. But I think <clears throat> if that's like your long term goal since you were a kid, it's the sort of thing where Mount Everest is not the first mountain you have summited. For <coughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And At this point in time, you've probably done everything else leading <coughs> up to Everest would be my best bet. I would bet you have done a lot of <coughs> other very difficult climbs. And my suspicion is as well that whilst Mount Everest is the like biggest and most well known of the uh, 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 like mountain on Earth, it is maybe not even necessarily like the the most difficult to climb. Sure, you know, like there are. It's like the if you were that deep into the hobby, like yes. Mount Everest might be the big one you have to do. But the fact is you're going to know so much more about the world of like climbing mountains and summiting like large unattainable peaks that I don't think you are ever going to run out of things to do in terms of like enjoying this particular hobby, because I don't think you're like, I, I find it really unlikely that you make it to the top of Everest with the sole drive remaining to be, to summit <coughs> Everest. Like the amount of preparation and stuff you have to do just to get to the top would lead you down so many other paths. Yeah. And, and I, I think that, I think you're absolutely like, I think you're absolutely correct. I would say like, especially if you want to like zoom in on it and, and like get that much closer to um, like the individual relationship. I, I suppose I give the example of Everest just largely because I think it's like this thing where it's like there's there's nothing like past it in yeah. terms of like the most obvious next thing. Right. You know, so it, it's almost like, you know, after you win the Super Bowl, everybody goes up and they're like, you just won the Super Bowl. Now what are you going to do? You know, and it's like everybody says, go to Disney World because uh, they're paid to do, to do so. Um, but... Uh, I, I think I think that is sort of like the interesting question because I think that so much of your life, so many of the decisions you made and so much of what you were doing probably centered around reaching this precipice yeah. of all of the effort. You right. know, it's like like everything you've ever done, um, you know, I mean not not every single thing, but a lot of what you have done has been oriented towards this particular goal. Yeah. Um, so if I can give my like possibly too personal example okay. of, of this particular thing, I can tell you that, uh, my, my version of it. And I, I talked talk to Alice about this a whole bunch. So she absolutely knows that this is the example I was going to give. Um, but for a lot of my life, I feel like I, whether it was like expectations that I placed on myself expectations that like maybe like landed on me due to just the other peripherals, you know, like just, just how we grew up, like what we were around, what we were exposed to and stuff like that. I feel like I needed to reach like a kind of like success or point in life to where I felt like I could give myself enough or, or attain enough measure of self-worth to where I feel like I was like properly marketable to like the person who I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. 
Okay. Which is, um, which, which I think is kind of like interesting, even if I were to compare it to like how you and your wife, Beth have been together since like you guys were like in high school. So you guys got to be there for each other. Like, like you kind of like grew through all the things sure did together, you know, like, like you guys have only continued to become like, you know, um, like bigger, better, more, you know, whatever, uh, people as you've been together, but you would have been alongside each other through that whole journey. Yeah. But I feel like one of the things that I super, super struggled with was like, I don't know that that ever would have been the way that I would have been able to approach like this aspect of my life because I just don't think that I could have had the confidence to like, uh, I don't know, approach someone, mm-hmm. you know, like Alice, for example. Right. Um, so I think like so much of what I was trying to do my entire life was like put myself into a position to where I could be like the person that the person I wanted to be with would also want to be with does this make sense it sounds like like some sort of like resume building yeah almost <clears throat> yeah. yeah like like i would imagine um like i've seen uh what is it what is the name of the movie where they invent a college i think it's called accepted oh yeah with, where justin long makes accepted yes yeah okay so one of one of his friends in the movie the is, south Harmon institute for technology <laughs> Yes. Um, The sandwiches. The sandwiches. You're getting it all. (laughs) One of his best friends, I think her name is Rory. Um, But like she basically was like one of these people who from a very young age knew she wanted to like go to Harvard or Yale or like one of these like big time Ivy League schools. Right. And I think like, you know, her whole life, like all of her extracurriculars, like how she had spent like her entire, like all of her social time, everything was like fully and completely dedicated to like going to one of these two extremely prominent schools. Right. So like everything she did was in this quest. And then ultimately the reason that she's like one of the characters in the movie is because somehow, some way she, she doesn't make it past admissions to one of those schools and she hadn't applied anywhere else because she just assumed that she would be going to one of those schools. Right. Um, the point being though, that like, this is probably someone who you can imagine has spent so much time building that resume, yeah. you know, like, like how and why they approach every activity is probably a little bit different for, from anybody else who might have joined, say like the chess club. Mm -hmm. It's like, not only are you going to join an academic club like chess club, but you are also going to aim to be the president of it. Right. And the reason you want to be the president of it is in order to have that additional piece on your resume. Yeah. Um, And so I think that for a lot of my life, that is like what I was attempting to do was, was to like make sure that I was like acceptable, you know? And I think that one of like my odd motivational struggles that like has taken me a very long time to figure out like how to articulate was like now that like, you know, Alice and I are married uh, happily and everything is sort of like, I, I almost now have to like take like 10 steps backwards and be like, now, what do I want to do? Like, what do I do now? What do I do next? Like, like I like Everest check, you know, I'm on a billboard for God's right. sake. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, like you're married and the re the, your motivation for doing everything you were doing was to like, try and be the kind of person who would be, um, acceptable to a like lifelong mate. 
Yeah, exactly. Whatever, right? yep. And now yep. that you're married, it's like now, now what is my motivation to do anything? Because Alice is already now stuck with me. Exactly. <laughs> and for what it's worth, no. it's, it, it's not like any of this is almost like a charade. Like it's not right. like any of the things about my life were things that I was doing like, and it was like, okay, now that this is done, like I can, I can bail on all that stuff. Like no prob. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, for example, if we wanted to like make it like very, maybe potentially relatable, uh, is the idea of like driving like a nice car, mm-hmm. for example, like this, is this is one of those things that for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, marketing or probably marketing, um, you know, I had it in my head that like in order to like one of the boxes I needed to check was like to drive a cool car. And I would say that like, that is one where it's almost like, I like look at it now and I'm like, but why would I need a cool car? Right. <laughs> you like, know, the, like, <coughs> right. Like, like maybe, maybe I don't know if I like, did I never care about cars or like, is my like reason for, for caring about cars? Has it just like expired? I imagine the grand irony here is that Alice didn't care about any of that stuff. And just like you, hey, that is exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. And this is exactly what she said when I, when I gave her this particular <laughs> uh, explanation. Ben, is that, I think what really this cuts to the core of, and that something I, I, and, and I don't want to get like super deep and personal here or anything, but something I have maybe noticed about you in the past couple of years and maybe did not know you were struggling with for maybe a long time. I don't know. But it has occurred to me several times in the past years that like you maybe don't like think of yourself as being very likable. Or like maybe you, I don't know, like maybe you don't like yourself or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I sort of understand the sentiment, uh, that, that you're after a little bit. And it, it's, it's funny because, um, I, like, I think we've, we've touched on maybe a version of this before, like with AOL instant messenger back in the day. Like mm-hmm. I always, always, always wanted to be sure that like I was like available and on because I was so worried that like, if even like a couple of days passed and I like hadn't been, available or there like to to like continue to be prominent in this person's like recent memory that i would just be like instantly like forgotten Mm -hmm. you know like 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 too too long has passed like he was like we we haven't talked in forever it's been what three days right you know it's like are we even friends anymore (laughs) um and yeah so i think that i i think i definitely have like gone to extensive lengths to always try to make sure that like i was doing everything necessary uh, but definitely, definitely, definitely underestimating that, like, maybe that, it, like, none of those things were, none of that stuff was necessary. I just thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, and like, that's, that's like a hard, right, it's like perceptions, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, it's just, I don't know. It, it's difficult, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that thought that like, you know, anybody, uh, even in, in high school or whatever, who I'd ever like would have approached, you know, to be romantically interested in or something. Uh, I, like I was always so ridiculously fearful that I was going to like be coming across as like way too forward or mm. like, like why is this person talking to me or something, uh, which maybe would not have been so much the case right. as I believed it to be. Right. But anyway, so I think that a lot of it was that I, I, I felt like in order to, be the person that somebody wouldn't mind uh, being approached by, I need to first reach a certain point. Um, And I I don't know that I realized how integral this entire thing was like to 
who I was Mm -hmm. like as a person. Right. And so I think that that's probably where like a a considerable (coughs) amount of like, um, almost, you almost feel like a little bit like lost, you know, because I'm like, I don't really know how to orient. Right. Like, or, or like which direction to go or like, or like what, what is the thing like that I, that like I would want to chase next. Mm Mm-hmm. This is where you find yourself now. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's like, what, what is like, what comes after Everest? Right. So that, that that's my question. Right. And and I guess I was somewhat curious too, if if there would ever be anything that you've ever had this, like a major accomplishment, and you're sort of like, like you get to the end of it, and you're sort of like, you know, the confetti starts falling off, and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Oh, I mean, I can tell you for sure. Um, like one thing that. I felt like was a giant thing that I always wanted to do was to do like YouTube full time. Like that was absolutely something I was putting like everything towards for a very long time. And was like an absolute, you know, dream. I barely considered, um, possible, uh, especially back. I think like as of like 2009 is probably when that really started developing and, um, even, even like the, when I imagined it, it wasn't anything like what it is today. Um, but eventually like we, we did get there and it was like this huge accomplishment and it was like, oh my gosh, I've done, I like, I can't believe it. Like it's real, it's happening, it's here. And, um, I would say that it was like, it was uh, a really big like mountain to come across, but then, you know, we've now we're still doing it now. We're now (laughs) it's like the goal was to become that. And then it was like, now what? And the answer is like, keep doing it like keep, keep yeah. going yeah keep yeah. going right yeah i got i think you know you brought up the super bowl earlier i don't think you know like tom brady doesn't like win the super bowl and think like well now what like his answer is win another one that's well that's <laughs> you know true. keep going yeah yeah. That's, yeah that is very true yeah um yeah there, there's no doubt about it that i think i i think it's like it's kind of again it's one of those things where it's like i'm, I'm attempting to find examples that work but i i'm also because i was like you could probably do the thing, the same thing with um, like win an Academy Award, you know, best yeah. actor, best actress, or something, and that that even quickly sort of is like. But then there are plenty of people who have won multiple. Right. You know, Ma- Meryl Streep certainly certainly isn't like you know what, I'm gonna ease off. <laughs> but like I, you like, do you think? Well, I, I guess I don't even imagine like Meryl Streep's goal when she's like acting is to win Academy Awards. It's like a, it's like an end like result but i feel like she does it because she enjoys it and you know it's how she makes a living and stuff but i don't ever think like i and i could totally be wrong i don't know meryl streep uh, <laughs> obviously hey i mean you never knew well, you guys could have been pen pals <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but like I, I at least in my mind i don't imagine she's like picking up every role just like i this is i'm going for the academy right now no and and yeah i i get that like i I think we were we were talking to a class uh several weeks ago at your alma mater virginia tech and uh like one of the things like they were like all entrepreneurial students and um so one of the pieces of advice that that i would have given is that like the the worst way to try to make money in the world is to try to make money (laughs) you know it's like like what you need to be doing is is probably the thing you love to do and, and have like that passion behind it. And then typically what you will, what what will come as a result is results, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like that's, that's what the like outcome will be. Um, Otherwise it's, you're probably chasing something that's like maybe, maybe too ambiguous 
uh, conceptually. Sure. Just to like be chasing currency. Mm-hmm. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Interestingly, over the weekend, um, we got an email, or I got an email inviting me to apply for a game show. Yes, you did. I yep. don't, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say or anything. I have not actually gone about applying or anything yet. But the if if I were to apply and get on and win, uh, the grand prize was like five hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, crazy. So uh, that <laughs> good luck to me. Um, but I, I was like sort of thinking this weekend, like, you know, if someone asked me, like, what would you do? What would you do with the money? What would you do? I was like thinking to myself, like, I had, I had to get through this sort of like weird thought process along this sort of line. I was like, well, first of all, I would definitely just like pay off my mortgage and I would make sure that my kids could go to like, you know, make, make sure their like college funding is secure. Boom. Done. Right. This is my first things. Then I'd see what's next. Like then I'd see if I could retire early or something. Sure. And then like the sort of the thought process that went through my head was like, boy, it'd be so great if I could retire because then I could like really focus on making videos. (laughs) 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 If I just didn't have to worry about it, I could really focus on it, you know? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. (laughs) That is a really weird way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like what would you do in... But what would you do if you had nothing to do? And is there any chance it's exactly what you're already doing? Right. It's like, I was like, I'd love to be doing what I'm already doing just with zero pressure. Right. <laughs> right. How different do you think the content would be? Um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't even know what it would be about. Like, would we still talk about like movies and stuff? I think it would probably be like a much more cinematic version of like a like a family vlog or something yeah like see, that 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 does yeah. sound pretty spectacular to me as well like yeah that's the thing about the vlogs is that like when you see the people who are doing family vlogs and like doing it well it's like it's like their full-time job so instead of like filming what they're doing at work like it's just they just have eight hours a day where they're just filming stuff and getting really cool shots of everything and yes. setting everything up and like they all turn out amazing so I know. Um, yeah. And that's, that's sort of an interesting thing too, because this past weekend, Alice and I went to this just like absolutely beautiful, uh, Airbnb mm-hmm. in the North Carolina mountains. And like all week I was like, Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so much fun because like when we're there, we're just going to be able to vlog like any and everything we, we want. Like there's going to be like so much that like we're going to be able to do. And what, what happened was, is like, you know, I got there and we were having an absolutely like fantastic time and it was super relaxing and stuff like that. But the very nature of relaxing is also not, not very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, it's not like exactly like the, the, the piece of it that's like easy to find a way to share. Right. Um, so you're, you're, you're definitely not wrong. Like when I see a lot of like the incredible effort that goes into like just the, the really beautiful and like breathtaking, uh, like vlogs that people put together. I'm like, man, like this is 
some coordination. This is some, this is some like effort, com- commitment, some patience for probably every member of the family to be right. like, like, hang on, I got to go put the drone in the air and, and program its, right. its path. And, exactly. And you know, then we need to go walk into that field and <laughs> like, right. I mean, everyone walk this, walk this path a couple of times. I'm going to walk behind you. I'm going to run ahead of you and set it up. The murder passed. And right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's funny too, because like there's, there's a part of me that <clears throat> like, it's, it's so column A, column B, because some of that is almost like the amount of effort that clearly went into um, making this shot happen sort of leaves that category of like, it's just a glimpse into what my life looks like because it's like nobody's life looks like a beautifully positioned shot with the sun in the exact right spot. Right. You know, like a gentle breeze over the meadow of golden, whatever. Yeah. Wheat. Maybe (laughs) Um, like it's, uh, but I think it would be fun. Like I could see just having fun getting that shot. Like, the activity, the hobby of trying to like make that moment like look cool. It's like, it's, it's so funny. It's like on the, on the one hand, you definitely have this, like, like this is not reality and and you're making it like look way, way beautiful on purpose. Um, but it's also like, if that is the type of thing you're into, if, if it's this like cinematic type of stuff and the subject of your art form just happens to be your family. It's like, then, then that is a huge part of it. Then Mm -hmm. that is a huge part of who you are. Right. You know, especially if you are the one who's doing it yourself and, and not like having like a, like a film crew or something following you around. Yeah. Um, in which case, you know, then it's, then, then it's really just production. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's that's I think that's that's very interesting because I've I've had that same thought before as well, where um, in a world where, you know, you didn't have to worry about like any of the any of like the, the finances or the business end of anything. And you just got to go and sort of like like have unlimited f- like ability and time to just go exist, to just try ideas, to like learn new things or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I, I could I could definitely see having fun delving into delving into that type of stuff. Yeah. So. I don't know. I feel like that's what that was. It was just funny that that was sort of like running through my head. I was like, yeah, I think I would probably do the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, what would I do if I just had free time? I feel like yeah. you need, you could like have an entire Instagram or just like a uh, little like comic series that are just like flow charts that are just all about like self positivity. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's just sort of like, like what do you want to be doing instead of working or whatever? And just have like the arrows sort of like <clears throat> circle around. And it's like, what would you be doing if you didn't have to worry about anything? Exactly what I'm doing. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> How about that? Maybe I'm doing the right things then. Hey, 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 you are after all on a billboard. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, you know, you can really trust me. <laughs> There you go. Okay, Jay. So switching gears. Switching gears. Switching gears. Yeah. I understand that you have a fun fact about Abe Lincoln. Oh, I do. That you would like to share. And I, we, you and I have the same document that we yeah. look at when we record the pop. Mm-hmm. I was given specific instructions to not read right. whatever this fun fact about Abe Lincoln is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as is with the pop, I wanted to be able to surprise you with fun information. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I, but it was so much, I was like, I'm not going to be able to just remember it. I really need to write it down. So anyway, if you will recall, 
on the last episode of The Pop, we were talking about dear old Abe and how it seems like we can't make up ridiculous enough stuff about him that isn't sort of true anyway. I, it's a, yes. Constantly surprising us with his many ventures. What was the last thing we came up with? We, the last thing we said was that we, like, what if he had a vineyard? Oh, yes, 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 right. yes. Yep, absolutely. Right. Right, right. Does a blanket have a vineyard? <laughs> well, Ben, I think we were about as correct as we usually are, which is about which, uh, which is like not necessarily a vineyard. However, let me go ahead and tell you one real life fact here about Abe Lincoln. Okay, is that <clears throat> with once upon a time in 1833, with his good friend William F. Barry, they joshing me with the name Barry, Bill Barry, Ben. <laughs> Bill Berry's grapes. Bill Berry. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> they Continue. obtained a license on March 6th from the County Commission's Court of the town of New Salem to uh, purchase a liquor license where they basically opened a liquor store for a year. And they did, and, uh, did indeed sell wine amongst their various spirits. <laughs> What? <laughs> Lincoln owned a liquor store? Lincoln owned a liquor store. Absolutely. Only for one year. And it does have to, it does have to be said that eventually the future president would leave the liquor store business to become the postmaster of New Salem. So he also ran a post office, apparently. Classic Lincoln. Classic what? Lincoln. I, you know, I'm like, I'm not even surprised. I'm not surprised either. It goes on. If, <clears throat> additionally... Barry, Bill Barry, Bill, Bill Barry, <laughs> Bill Barry. Eventually, it turns out that opening a liquor store was a bad move for him because it turns out he's a bit of an alcoholic, and his alcoholism caused him caused the duo to fall into debt. So Barry dragged down Lincoln with his drinking. Fortunately, Lincoln was able to pull. He was remained in debt, but was eventually able to fully pay it off when he became a congressman. So. Pretty typical trajectory going from liquor store, postmaster, congressman, I mean, <laughs> president. I mean, these are the steps. Pirate. Pirate. Rappler. <laughs> these are all true things about Abe Lincoln. <laughs> How is it possible? How, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> it keeps being true. It keeps being true. It makes me feel like... I don't even know. I think I said this last time, but it's like the like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like this is just exactly how Abe Lincoln's life is. Yeah. You know, he just he's he was just a true Renaissance he man. He was just making life interesting. He was. You know? He's he like, was. I'm just you know what? I got another adventure. I got a buddy who's doing a thing and wants me to open a liquor store with him. I'm into it. You know, we'll sell some wine, we'll sell some rum. There's another interesting thing I actually I, I would like to pose out there about uh, like uh, maybe starting with Lincoln in particular, okay. but just the concept of historical nonfiction, mm -hmm. because you and I talked about this, uh, a little bit, um, this, this morning, but like one of, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction and I would like to actually read some his like historical stuff. Cause yeah. I feel like I think that it's the case that despite the fact that, you know, you're obviously going through school every year and kind of getting like a, a newer, deeper version of each piece of like history or whatever. Um, it also feels like the further that we've gotten from our K through 12 years, the more discussion has like come up that like maybe the way history is taught is, is not like quite how history went. 
you know, like there, there's like some like, right. like some potential. It's like, this is probably not the correct way to teach this particular topic. And it's, it's one of these things where it's very difficult because all this stuff happened obviously so long ago that for the most part, people are not like first, it's not like firsthand knowledge mm-hmm. at this point in time. It's like, we are, we're all working off of a probably collection of like known documents that have, have all been used in varying ways to like build the historical narrative. Sure. You know, in some capacity. Um, and so I, I have like wanted to read some historical nonfiction. However, I'm also very worried about like learning the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can see where that's coming from. And my immediate thought would be that probably there or almost definitely there's a tremendous difference between like a, um, school textbook and like just a regular biography of a person. Whereas like one is being very much like controlled by, you know, the state, like what you're going to learn. And one is like written by a historian whose goal is historic accuracy. That's true. That's true. So it's like, you don't, I don't think the same like school magnifying glass or lens is probably put on every biography. And then not, not to say that any given biographer or anything or historian might not have some personal bias, uh, or anything. Um, but I guess if you really, really just wanted to be like super well informed about a thing, then, you know, just you, I bet there's like a hundred biographies about Lincoln. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And that, that's like one of those where it's like if you listen to or, or read enough about Lincoln, I'm sure like a lot of the same stories will come up in different ways yeah and it's kind of like can you start to like corroborate like how consistently like okay like yeah this is this is like that story again like this is that story again it's like when when him right. and bill barry went into business together it's like okay every okay. every every version of lincoln's story involves bill barry and bill, bill they i mean they always got that liquor license and bill barry was always an alcoholic Ugh, and, you know bill. this is what happened you know you got to be careful bill barry Bill F. Barry. Uh, <laughs> Bill F. Barry. Okay, but, okay. This is. I just thought of this completely randomly. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm going to put a question out there, and I want honest answers from people. Honest okay. answers. Okay. Do Do you think the average person knows who Harry Houdini was? I. Oh man. So. I do, right. but I feel like when we were kids, you did like a history project mm-hmm. on him. Yes. And it was a particularly like, he's, he's a pretty fascinating like person of history. For sure. And man. Like basically in, in, in any given kids show ever or any, like any magician who like ends like the great Bambini or whatever, it's like, they're all plays off the name Houdini. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and so the question would be, is there so much of that, that everybody knows like the reference that is being made? Right. Oh man. It is hard for me to know. I know. I So the reason that you made me think of this just now was because of said project. It was in third grade and the, the assignment was everyone has to read a biography. Okay. And, you know, you just go to the library and you just pick one off the shelf and you read it and do whatever. But the one I happened to pick, not knowing anything about the person ahead of time, was Harry Houdini. Fantastic person for a third grader to 
like read a biography about because if you don't know who he is he's like the world's greatest or at the time like escape artist the magician illusionist whatever right yes you know could escape from anything or whatever uh weirdly this there's also this like very fantastical story about his death where one of his onstage tricks was that he would invite an audience member to come up and punch them as hard as he could in the stomach and he would just never flinch and the trick was that he just had basically abs of steel okay and he was just ready for the punch and he just it didn't matter how hard they hit him he was just ready for it sure yep (laughs) however someone um seeking to catch him off guard or whatever just like sucker punches him one day and it ends up killing him because he's not ready for it okay and i don't know what happened but that that said punch ultimately kills him and it's and so the like my curiosity would be because this is this is the exact story that i remember from your third grade class yeah um is is that the real story like because it feels like just as fantastical a little bit or kind of like i don't know if quirky is the right word but Mm -hmm. like it's such a such a like like he was a magician like an illusionist right yeah and but like it's interesting to me to think that somehow some way like his death would have also been associated like with a performance because it's just so what am i trying to say here like it's obviously a huge part of who this person is but he's also a person outside of this like famous like being a famous performer Mm -hmm. and so it's just it's just like unusual to think that like that's where it happened well it wasn't while he was performing oh it was not no so this was just like a known thing and then somebody did it like yeah like someone had seen the trick before and they were like you know they they you know sought to catch him off guard just out in public and just socked him in the stomach whoa because of the trick oh man yeah yeah, that's not good. No, not good. That's not good. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I do think that is probably what happened because let me tell you that come fifth grade, we had to do basically the same report. And I was like, guess who I'm going to read? I just did it again. No way. <laughs> yeah, just read a different biography and just, you know, I was like, I already know this person's interesting and I already have background knowledge. So I did Houdini a second time. <laughs> wow. And it, uh, it ended the same way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, I would like, I would like to just double and triple fact checked and just see. If that is in fact yeah. the fate of Harry Houdini. But so then your question would ultimately be though, do most people know who Houdini is? Who Houdini is. Right, who Harry Houdini was. Even the Or name, is it just the fact that I happened to pull a book off the shelf in third grade? Give me let, like let, let it filled me in. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then like like the the reason that it feels so like household name to me, just because I was there for that. Yeah, you, you were did, adjacent to it. You did apparently two projects That's right. on the same person. That's right. Man. Pulled the old Harry Houdini, as they say. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question, because am I remembering this correctly in that you also, during a talent show once upon a time, mm, did magic tricks? Fact. And th- this fact. magic trick performance, I believe there are a couple things about it. One, I believe, is that the desk tipped over. That's true. And everything fell on the floor. Bad start. It was a bad start, which is fine. He pulled it together. Yeah. Um, but was this not a part of either of these projects? It was not. That was in second grade. Yeah. What that is your when... obsession with magicians? 
Magic's cool, man. <laughs> Magic is cool. No, I can't even tell you. Even today, my TikTok feed is full of a bunch of just like card, tr- like sleight of hand, like how to do sleight of hand. It's like, do I ever do any of it? Nope. But I sure love watching people teach people how to do it. Do it you? Is, it, it is fascinating. Is this like a quiet passion of yours? I do. I mean. I don't know because like I wouldn't have thought of it, but like anytime I am scrolling on TikTok and like someone pops up and they're like, here's an easy trick you can do with the bar. And I'm like, okay, let's see it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> they always, they always, that's always their hook. Anyone can do it. Then I watch, I'm like, I'm not doing this. this is, not anyone can do it. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's like, fair. Yeah, that's but fair. anyway, it's so fun to watch them do it. And a lot of it's, it's just, it's really, I don't know. It is cool. I do get stuck watching them because I like seeing what the trick was. I'm like, boy, boy, do they trick me sometimes. I'm like, I have no idea. I think it's, it's like one of the, I think it's, that's fun. It's like the not knowing. She's like, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It's what's, it's like, um, it's interesting to me because I have, I have like a very similar fascination with, uh, trees. (laughs) Right. Um, which is that like, you know, I, I, for what I have thought before that if I were not doing my current job, if I were to have like just gone out and, or maybe even like having the opportunity to like go back to like 18 year old me, inform <coughs> him of things that I would find interesting later. And like, maybe it'd be the type of thing where like, instead of college, I would go to like, um, like forestry school or something to like, learn how to like properly, uh, like work trees like, you know, like where you like climb in it and you can like actually like take a tree down from yeah. like, the, like from the, from the top down. Yeah. But you're like all like roped in with all the rigging and you know how to like maintain a chainsaw and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I'm not talking about like clearing a forest. I'm talking about like, you know, like, I don't know when work needs to be done around or near a tree or a tree right. needs to be removed for a yeah. safety reason or something. Tree work. Tree work. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, this is the thing where like dad was having a tree in our backyard, mm. our childhood home removed over the weekend. And he was like sending pictures. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and sure enough, like <clears throat> my TikTok feed, it would not be uncommon at all to literally have like a GoPro camera view of a guy like 60 feet in the air. Right. Working his way down the tree. Working his way down the tree. And it's like, yeah. that's it. Like all you, all you do is just like sort of like watch them like make the cut and then they like sort of push the log and like they like look there down. Goes. Like you see how long it falls and you're like, well, that was longer than I was expecting to fall. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty Whoa. cool. What else can we do with these trees? <clears throat> Crazy. And then like, you know, then there's like wood chippers and then there's like, you know, sawmills yeah. and, and all the rest of the stuff. It's like it's all of it. Fascinating. I love all of it. Yep. I was just good stuff. It's like, what's your hobby? Trees. I think I think what fascinates me about sleight of hand or like magic and stuff is that like is knowing like what level like when you watch a magic trick, you're like, well, the only way that's true is if like if they're doing like something ridiculous, like they have to be doing this. And it's just like like and it's like, yeah, you're right. That is probably what it was. And it's probably exactly what you thought it was. But like they use it's like the way they could use that knowledge against you. Like your disbelief that someone would go to the links to make this trip trick happen are exactly what lets it happen. Yeah. You know, it's like in order for this to be true, they have to be wearing like a rubber thumb or something. It's like, yeah, they're wearing a rubber thumb. It's exactly what's happening. It's like <laughs> that is the trick. That is the trick. Yes, you're right. It's like unless they counted the cards out like so that they're stacked in this exact way. And it's like yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yes. Sure. Correct. It's like it's like the uh, it's like the fact that that like that you will like you will look right through the truth and like 
like you you can figure out the truth and then also be like that can't be it because it'd be stupid to go to those levels of like because sometimes it's like yeah i'm saying like the count of the cards but sometimes it'll be like there'll be so many steps you had to go through to get the trick to like work and it's like no no one would go to that many steps just to get you to think they pulled this card and it's like Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. And you're like, you're not letting yourself believe that it's possible. And that's why it becomes so, like, you get lost. Because you're like, well, it would have to be this, but it couldn't be that. Because they wouldn't do that. And it's like, that's the trick. That's and the, it's just, it's, it's so funny to it, me. It, it makes me wonder, like, yeah, like, going back to, like, early when, like, this sort of sleight of hand was being invented, you know, like in, in its most like humble and earliest form, mm -hmm. like making like a coin disappear right. or something like that. You know, right. it's like it, it really is interesting because it's like how much energy did somebody put into a very, very, very brief amount of like yeah, entertainment, entertainment or, yeah. or even like manipulation yeah. or or whatever the case may be. It's like you're talking about like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of practice for something that will literally happen in like the blink of an yeah. eye. Like if someone comes up and like pull a quarter behind your ear, you're like, gosh, like, how'd you do that? And be like, like, and we're like, and we're, you know, if you were completely unexpecting it, you know, it's like this person's walking around that in order for they must be walking around with coins in their sleeves or something. It's like, yeah. That's what they're doing. They're walking around with coins. You're exactly, and it sounds ridiculous. This is why you don't think it's what they're doing. It's like, but they are. <laughs> they have a coin, and they pra and I guarantee you, they've practiced going and catching it from their sleeve up like a thousand times, and they can do it every time. And you're like, that what? You, you telling me you just walk around with coins in your sleeves? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I think they do this on like how I met your weather was like extreme things where like Barney is always doing magic and stuff. And it'll be like, are you telling me you just had a dove in your shirt the whole time? And it's like, yes, he must have. No. Right, right, right. And yeah, yeah. I'm carrying around a bird with me. Uh, yes, my, my decisions in life all had to orient around the idea of doing things that you wouldn't expect me to do so that if given the opportunity, I could blow your mind. Exactly. It's like, it's such a dedication to like such tiny pay offs and it's like I, I don't know i just love that they're going to those links and it's like they it's like they've always got a secret they've always got a secret that's what this is why i would be a bad magician because i'd so badly want to tell you how i did it like i could i uh that'd be that'd be the hard part I, that that is the like, thing so i was gonna say like you'd be like the ultimate like cool uncle status is close-up magic yeah right, you know right. like i mean like there's nothing that you could do that would make you a cooler uncle than right. this particular thing but but i do feel like the uncles who do this are the type of people who like they they like to keep the mystery to themselves yeah you know like it, it's like a big part of like who they are is sort of like a magician never tells yeah and it's sort of like whoa yeah exactly so your daughter can prepare to have her mind blown. <laughs> Does this mean you're going to magician school after all these years? Probably not. Because as far as I can tell, most of your early childhood education was just magician school. I did do magic for my second grade talent show, and I had all of my little tricks in my little desk, and I, as I was pulling the desk onto the stage, the desk tipped over, and everything fell out. <laughs> 
very bad start. I think we have it on video. I think here's my problem. I think with performing magic is that once you know the trick, it feels so obvious that it's like you guys couldn't possibly be fooled. It's so obvious what I'm doing. It that is also that, true. It's like yeah. it's, how, it's like you got to really have confidence in the trick, and it's just like that. That's the hard part. Like because once you know, it feels so obvious that like yeah, okay, so you saw me do this, and then it's obviously just over here, right? Ha <laughs> No, it's not. You know. Or whatever. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Boom! It's behind your ear. No. <laughs> um, and I think, I think to me, that's what I'm always just like. No, I'm not like you. It's it's not impressive because I don't believe I fooled you, dude. I <laughs> think that I have this exact issue with the with the videos that we make on Super Carlin Brothers. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely, all the time. It's like I, I'm always like. I, I always struggle because it's like we wrote the script. And so it's like, once I wrote the script, I know where it's going the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, once oh, it's like once I know where it's going the whole time, I'm like, everybody's going to see exactly where this is going. Right. This is not time. a reveal. Everybody, this is obvious. Every, everybody's like right there. They, they know yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, that's not the case. Right. Well, maybe or maybe it is. Maybe everybody's like, yeah, you guys are not fooling anybody. We know exactly <laughs> where it's going. We know where the quarter is. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the thing. It'd be like, I, I would just be like, yeah, everyone knows I'm carrying quarters in my sleeves. Could you imagine a world where the, like the greatest con ever is that the only person who didn't know that the, the, the tricks were obvious was the magician himself. <laughs> and so the fun for the audience is that they're all every single person is in on it. It's like you go to these big shows because everyone knows how obvious the tricks are and the magician thinks he's pulling it off. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like laughing. That's so terrible. I don't even like it. That makes me cringe just thinking about it. Does, it does. It does. So but, but is, is it not the exact, it's just, it's just turning magic on its head. It's, it's like, I mean, that's what the magician is doing to you. They're playing a trick on you. Right. In a way. I mean, it's not really intended to be mean, but no. You know, they know something you don't know. Right. And this would just be, you know, something they don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we should write a book about a magician. The, the reverse that, magician. The reverse magician. Oh man. Also, if you've never watched The Prestige, you should go do that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we can we can we leave can with our, our 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 collective Wick of the Peak. <clears throat> I would say this is like in my top ten movies of all time. Oh man, absolutely, just yeah. one of the coolest movies ever. It is. If you have never seen the movie The Prestige, don't look anything up about it at all. Just rent it and watch it. Yes, it has. Well, we can say it has uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale yep. in it. They are the main characters. Yes. Um, and it is so good. Ugh. So go home, watch it, enjoy it, have your mind blown. Blown. Otherwise, guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you have any feedback for us whatsoever, you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com or if you'd like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash popcornculture. I could highly recommend the $5 tier, which comes with the uh, After the Final Pop show. Uh, it's in the digital 15 to 20 minutes that Jay and I record every week after we finish recording this show. So if you would just like some extra pop content again that's going to be patreon.com slash popcorn culture otherwise until next time pop pop